Denny Van here with Heartfelt Awakening Radio and a warm, heartfelt welcome to you. If this is your first time listening in, welcome. And if you are a listener, welcome back. I wanted to talk about a topic today where I saw somebody post something that just made me think, hmm, I really want to clarify this topic. And it's actually the topic of faith. So what kind of triggered this, if you will, is somebody said, Jesus likened faith to a mustard seed. So think about that. If I were to take a mustard seed and I would say, this is faith, <laughs> this is completely false. Jesus did not liken faith to a mustard seed. What he said was along the lines of, you only need enough faith the size of a mustard seed to be successful. So the size of a mustard mustard seed amount of faith is all you need for magic to happen. And I am a Neville Goddard fan. And as you may already know, I was gifted hundreds of his lectures. And one of his lectures I think would really go along with what this topic is about to really connect with what faith really is. This lecture was originally given on November 28th, 1969, and it's called Awakening of Faith. And so before we get into the lecture and really understand what faith is and what it's not, there is a saying in the Bible where it basically says, I'm summarizing, where you do not put your faith in any person, place, or thing. So there's nothing you're putting your faith in. You do not need to put your faith in God, or you do not need to put your faith in any sacred text. Faith is a state of being. And we've talked about states before. And as a master hypnotist, I'm all about states and how we go in and out of states all day long and how you can do this yourself. So in this lecture, I want to share what Neville said. He starts out by saying, those who experience the Christian mystery are charged with the responsibility of telling others. So this is an innate thing. When we experience the Christian mystery, when we have a mystical experience, we want to tell everybody about it. And you know, those who are still asleep in the dream, they're going to be confused and they're going to think, um, you know, you're a little whack job <laughs> right now. You're being a little weird right now. So they don't get it. They just don't get it. But those who have experienced, and he's calling it the Christian mystery, but it's a spiritual experience and it doesn't matter what faith you tie to it. It's not Christian. Christians don't own the mystical experience. However, you as a human being, regardless of your background, whether it's Christian or not, can still have a mystical experience. So just wanted to clarify that, that faith is not tied to any religion at all. He goes on to say, their aim is the awakening of faith in God. For as Paul, and we talked about this before, how Paul is a state of being. For as Paul, I asked the question, how can men call upon him in whom they have not believed? And how can they believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how can they hear unless there is a preacher? 
And how can men preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach good news. But not all have heeded the gospel, for Isaiah says, Who, O Lord, has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes from the preaching of Christ. So what you're hearing and you're drawn to let's say these kind of podcasts or these kind of videos, you're drawn to what you've heard or what you've seen in word. So you're drawn to this. So there's something in you that is drawing to it and bringing it toward you. So you can't keep quiet about it. And I can't keep quiet about it. But my words are not for those who are not ready to hear it. But there are those who are ready to hear it coming in droves with this, I want to say new understanding, but really it's not new. It's more of a clarifying of what is meant by this. He goes on to say, now Christ is not a person outside of you who lived 2000 years ago. So Christ is not a person. We're not talking about the person who was called Christ. We are talking about Christ, the state of being, that you are, that has yet to be experienced. Excellent, this is fantastic. He says, Christ is the cosmic being who became humanity by burying himself in every child born of woman. Ask the average person if they believe in God and many will, will say yes, but when asked to define him, they will describe someone other than themselves. So how can men call upon one in whom they do not believe? So if you're not believing that you are God and every expression of God, how can you believe that you are God? And instead, we are taught to believe in something outside of ourselves that is personified. So this is um, imagery. You're creating an image of God outside of you. And so he says, there is no other God other than he who is encased in the limitation of your little garment of flesh. So I call this my meat suit. So it's not, your, it's not your body that's the most important thing here. It's not the flesh that is the most important thing here. And as a matter of fact, Jesus talks about no flesh can enter the kingdom of the heavens. And where is the kingdom of the heavens? Within. So you can't bring your fleshly things with you inside the kingdom of the heavens. How can you call upon him when you do not believe you are he? So of course, if you don't believe that you're God ex expressed, you're not gonna believe it at all. Just like if you don't love yourself first, as the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself, but there's a first step there. You gotta love yourself first before you can love your neighbor. So if you don't love yourself, you have no love to give. And instead, you draw people to you who don't love you. And this is powerful stuff. When you understand these states, that we put ourselves in. He goes on to say, they paint a word picture of a God outside of you, 
but that is not the true God. When someone comes to tell you who he really is, the idea is blasphemous. Blasphemy, you're not God, you're a fool. <laughs> he didn't say that, I did. <laughs> no one wants to believe that he is creating the conditions of his life, but God is the only causative power and there is nothing but God. And we've talked about this, this energy that flows through me is the same energy that flows through you and everything that creates this vitality, this chi, this life force. And without this life force, we would be nothing. Everything is caused by imagination. So as a closet scientist, I'm a huge Albert Einstein fan. And one of the things that he was very concerned about was the children losing their ability of creativity and imagination. And here, Neville Goddard is saying that our imagination is God. Everything is caused by imagination. He is the only reality. So how can you believe in him of whom you have never heard? And how can you hear of him unless there is a preacher? And how can there be a preacher unless he is sent? So when you have a mystical experience, you become the preacher. You can't keep quiet about it. You have to tell others, oh my God, there's a way to wake up. And it's not here. It's not in this 3D realm. It's in the kingdom of the heavens within. This is where your power is. The morning's paper contained an article saying that scientists have discovered that the so-called throne Peter was to have sat upon 2000 years ago to be only 900 years old. They have now taken the chair out of its encasement, but they're keeping it as a holy relic when it was never any more than a piece of wood upon which some self-appointed nut sat on while calling himself the emperor, the post, or holy one. But now, after a thousand years of nonsense, the truth has been revealed. What are we gonna do when man doesn't want to hear the truth that he is responsible for his own life, that his imagination is the only God? So you are responsible for imagining your own life. So if you're in fear, worrying about having enough money, worrying about having the right relationship, guess what you're doing? You're gonna experience a life in fear, not having enough money, <laughs> worrying about your relationship, yeah, it's your imagination. And how powerful is that? But the mind is going to tell you it's not true because it's been programmed to believe that there's a God outside of you that can save you. How's that for imagination? To keep you away from imagination. Fantastic. When you look out on the world, you may think you had nothing to do with its creation, but you did. You do not know it yet, but its purpose has not been revealed to you but by the restriction and limitation of your own creative power, you became your created world that you may expand beyond it. You can expand beyond it and create a still greater world for even further expansion of yourself. So in other words, once you get there, you expand again. And once you get there, you expand again. And when you get there, guess what? You expand again. God is ever expanding his illumination. So there's always expanding light. He took it upon himself to limit, 
The limit of contraction called upon man, the limit of opacity called man, that he may break the limitation and expand. So being in this meat suit is already limitations. You already have limitations to get over and sinning is not looking at your focus and what you should be focused on and instead it's off on shiny object syndrome away from your purpose away from your focus so this is true sinning and faith not in any person place or thing but standing in the place of faith and moving forward knowing this is direct the direction you are to go in he goes on to say i have experienced scripture Scripture is not something you read and have knowledge about and can say, oh, this scripture says blah, 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 and this scripture says blah, blah, blah. This is not the scripture he's talking about. This is the scripture you experience. This is the mystical experience that you have inside in the kingdom of the heavens within. And am under an obligation to tell it. So when you experience this scripture, there's something within you that says you got to talk about it. So when somebody's talking about it, experiencing the Lord, listen, listen. He's a preacher. <laughs> He's become the preacher and he can't hold back. When you have this experience, you cannot hold it back as much as you want to. And because people are going to think, oh my God, I'm completely lost it. Uh, stand in faith. The Lord is there. There. I said it. Ah, freedom, freedom. All right. So he goes on to say, I must share my experience with others to encourage all to believe in God, but it is my responsibility to tell them who God is. So you are God. Amen. You are God. You are an expression of God. Every person you see, regardless of this outer shell form, if we can look past that and see God, oh, so many of our problems would be just go away. He goes on to say, while men believe in the characters of scripture to be historically true, they're taking truth and modifying it to the limitation of the weakness of the human soul. So what's written down in scripture is limited. That's it. When you're reading historical scripture and you're saying, okay, that was history, that's happened in the past, we should learn from the Bible because the Bible says this, therefore that. So what's already written down is no longer truth. It has to be experienced. Once it's experienced, that is truth. And he goes on to say, they're not characters of history, but for personifications of the aspect of the human mind. So everything written in scripture is part of your human mind. There's a Jacob in you. There's all 12 apostles in you. There's a Judas in you. There's a betrayer in you. There's somebody, there's an adulterer in you. We have all of these personifications within the mind. And the mind is a limited capacity. You are not your mind. It goes on to say, this is true from G Jesus down. So everyone from Jesus down, every character in the Bible is a personification of your mind. Jesus is the personification of the fulfillment of the plan that you set up in the beginning of time. So he's talking to God here. So God set this up. Even though the mind is like, 
uh, I didn't make any agreements or set up to be here. You know, it's my mom and dad's fault that I'm here, right? So this is the mind. We're not speaking to the mind or from the mind here. So listen up, this is deep. Having created the plan before the world came into being, you and I entered our creation. So everything that's playing out here in this 3D realm has to play out. It's already been planned. It's already been planned. Jesus is the fulfillment of our plan. So when you go inside and wake up from this dream, you fulfill the plan. You can see the play. You can see the matrix. You're no longer going with it. You know what's happening behind the scenes just based on the rhetoric that you see around you. So you see it as for what it is. And you can see who is still in the dream and buying into it, right? So when his story fulfills itself in you, you must tell your brothers who are sound asleep to wean themselves from the nonsense told year after year of some external God to whom they must pay homage. Yeah, it's nonsense is what's happening, is nonsense. And faith is when you're able to in its Christ in man. So this Christ in man, this Christ within you is a state of faith. It's an opening, expanding kingdom of the heavens within. And when you think about the kingdom of the heavens within, it's limited. Uh, it's limitless. When you think about the kingdom of the heavens within, it's limitless. But this 3D world is full of limitations. So here's the yin and yang right here. Christ in man who is his hope of glory and Christ is God's plan of redemption which was set up before the world was. That plan is in the depth of every being waiting to be awakened and fulfilled. So you come here in this world, in this five sensory world to become attached to it. You're attached to this body, you're attached to food, you're attached to certain things, you're attached to your things and yet it's very limited. Once you let go of those attachments and go into the kingdom of the heavens within, everything is yours. There's no need to attach to anything. That's the beauty and that's why you can't keep quiet about it. He goes on to say, having been born from above, he said, I am from above and you are from below. So I can, I can maybe change this up a little bit. He could say, I am from inside and what you're attached to is from outside. So we have this inside world in this outside world. And when we say above and below, I am from above, you are from below. We're in the dirt, we're in the roots in the dirt. We can't see the light, right? So these are just analogies to get you to shift from thinking in your mind to feeling in your soul, to know this to be true. Where I am going, you cannot come. Why? Because having fulfilled scripture, he is returning to the source with the knowledge that he is the source. It isn't that you will not come, but yet that you cannot come until you have fulfilled what you agreed to fulfill before that the world was. So this plan was set up before. So, and you can't come, meaning you, the bodysuit. The bodysuit can't come into the kingdom of the heavens within until you have fulfilled what you agreed to, until you go inside and discover 
this kingdom of the heavens within and stand in a space or a state of faith, knowing that you are the light of God. You are an extension of source. Source animates this meat suit, and therefore I gotta tell people that, hey, you know, there's a, there's a way out of this rat, rat, rat race. <laughs> Can't even say rat race. There's a way out of this. There's a way out of this. And how you can play along and play the role without becoming, without it becoming personal or even becoming a victim and attached to it. So now you're just playing a role in the scene that is being played out in our 3D world. But knowing, not mind knowing, knowing, soul knowing that the kingdom of the heavens within, that everything that I ever need is here right now. He goes on to say, you and I agree to dream in concert and we will not break our pledge to each other. So we agreed to come here in this dream and play each other's roles. Whether we're playing the role of the victim or the victor, whether we're playing the role of the narcissist or the empath, it doesn't matter what role you're playing, you agree to come here and play. And the mind is gonna say, I did not. I did not agree to that abuse. I did not agree to any of that. Listen up. We came down from heaven and descended right into our creation where we are playing the parts we agreed to play. And as long as we think of God as another, as long as we're in the Saul part of Paul, where Saul saw Jesus as a person, as long as we think of God as something other than you, we are sound asleep. So anybody who agrees or believes in the mind that they're looking for God and God is someplace here as another, they're completely sound asleep. It goes on to say, but when the time is fulfilled, one is sent to awaken his sleeping brother saying, he who sees me sees him who sent me for I sent myself. Yeah, so I'm here because I guess apparently I made this agreement, but it's in it's in me. You can't stop it. You can't stop it from coming out and spilling forth and saying, hey people, don't you see what's going on here? Can you wake up just a little bit? A mustard seed, a mustard seed amount? You only need to wake up just a little bit. But when the time is fulfilled, one is sent to awaken his sleeping brother saying, and who am I? I am the one you call God. I call him Father. For having found him, I know that he and I are one. So this is really confusing. Maybe I can help clarify from my own experience. So I call the, the energy that is God that flows through me, Albert. So Albert is the larger unseen part of me. And calling him in a fatherly type of sense, Albert, in a loving type of sense, for ha having found him and listening to my Albert, that he and I are one, and realizing that when I'm seeing through these eyes, my 3D world, I'm seeing through Albert's eyes, not Denny's eyes, not human eyes, but through Albert's eyes, and my eyes go out as focus, awareness, and attention. And this focus, awareness, and attention is a hot commodity. He goes on to say, we are told that the one who was sent 
was called Paul. It was Paul who spent his days from morning till evening testifying to the kingdom of heavens and trying to convince all to whom he spoke about Jesus, both the law of Moses and the prophets. Some were convinced by what he said while others disbelieved, but he welcomed everyone who came. That's all I can do. So this is all I can do. So welcome, <laughs> welcome for being here and welcome for staying for 24 something minutes in this podcast and still listening, allowing those words to coax you into the I am that you are. Excellent. And having had the same experiences as Paul, all I can tell you is what I have experienced. I know that Jesus Christ is the only reality. So Jesus Christ, meaning not the person, the state of being, the kingdom of the heavens within. When you go in this state of nothingness, expanding nothingness, no thought, even a mustard seed amount, if you can only go in this space for just a short time, you'll know. You'll know. He goes on to say, He is God the Father, housed in you as your awareness of being. He is God the Father, housed in you as your awareness of being. You will know this to be true the day you are possessed by a particular vibration, which scripture calls wind, saying the wind blows where it will, and you hear the sound of it, but you cannot tell whence it comes or whether it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. So when the wind possesses you, your entire body will vibrate and you will awaken in the tomb where you buried yourself, the tomb being your mind inside your skull. We bury ourselves in this tomb because we're not our mind. And we have a podcast about how your mind is not your friend. So when you understand that you were buried in this tomb, you realize that no man took your life. You laid it down yourself. You realize you came here for purpose, to experience, to experience this life. Whether you call it good or bad, the pain and pleasure center of the brain is relative, isn't it? It's all relative. Goes on to say that you have the power to lay it down and the power to lift it up again. You laid your creative power down within your own creation, which is man, your meat suit, for eternity exists and all things in eternity independent of create, creation, which was an act of mercy. So it was an act of mercy as well for creation. Man is part of the eternal structure of the universe and you laid yourself down within man. That was your act of mercy. So just being here and understanding that you being here is an act of mercy. He goes on to say things more in this wonderful lecture, but I wanted to end it by saying, I. he goes on to say, I have personally experienced the story of Jesus Christ in detail, so I know what I am talking about. I'm not theorizing. Christ in you is God's plan of salvation, and God in you is your I am. So anytime you say I am and whatever comes after it, you're identifying with it. If we can just stay in the I am without identifying with anything, 
This is where the magic happens. So bless you and thank you for being on this journey with me.